Hey everyone, uh, Eric Reynolds here from Advent Christian Voices, and I'm joined with Michelangelo DeCaro, uh, the the director of Students. Uh, I believe is is your proper title from uh, Camp Faithful. Is that right, Mikey? Uh, yeah, that's right. Cool. So Mikey and I, we uh, we actually just spent 26 hours locked in a vehicle only a few weeks ago. And those of you who know me, you're probably surprised that I made it back alive. And those that probably know Mikey are surprised that he made it back alive, too. So um, praise God for that. But we uh, were able to take a trip down to Triennial, the general conference, and enjoy one another's company along with a couple other pastors uh, from the Heritage Conference. So we kind of got to know each other and have some conversations, and I've learned a lot about Mikey, and um, just he's a faithful servant of God, and I'm grateful for the ministry that he's been a part of, um, and I'm really excited to see what God uh, has in store for him, even though he looks really weird and is named after a Ninja Turtle. So, Mikey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so I grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts. I grew up going to Blessed Hope Advent Christian Church in Springfield. Um. And I started going to Camp Faithful, I believe I was eight, which is like at the, that's the earliest age you can go to camp. So I was going pretty much from the time I could until the, uh, until I was out of high school, which is like the age limit. Uh, and it was like the first year or two, even though I had been going to church pretty much all my life, it was at camp where um, I was actually saved. So, um, I kind of moved my, moved up through the ranks, um, and after after that, I got more involved in in the church, and I ended up going to the Berkshire Institute for Christian Studies right out of high school. Um, and now I am pursuing a degree for my bachelor's in ministry through the Antioch program with Hope Church in Lenox, Mass. Cool. That's really exciting. That was, you know, some of the topic of our discussion as we went down to Triennial and just hearing how God used those different um, experiences, either at Bix, the Berkshire Institute of Christian Studies, as you mentioned, or your ongoing or starting your studies with Antioch, which is really cool. Uh, and then at least, you know, and I haven't said this to you, but I can at least speak on behalf of myself and the other two pastors who got to know you through that, through our trip together. Uh, it was really a pleasure to really just get to know you more uh, and hear your hear your heart and crack jokes and uh, most of the time just make jokes about John Calvin and how um, <laughs> all that stuff. So it was, it was fun. Tell me about Camp Faithful. What, uh, where is Camp Faithful? What is Camp Faithful? Uh, maybe a short history. And where do you see it going? Uh, so Camp Faithful um, is in Southington, Connecticut. It's kind of in between Hartford and Waterbury, kind of like the two big cities where uh, it's right off of Queen Street. So if you're familiar with Southington, it's, uh, it's right off of there. So it's pretty close to the city, but it's also very secluded in the sense that you feel when you're there, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's surrounded by trees. Um, there's a pretty, pretty thick separating uh, the campground from the actual city.
Hey, Mikey. Um, uh, Mikey doesn't know this, but we can't hear you. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I didn't share this when we first started off. Uh, Michelangelo has been having some trouble uh, with his technology or his Wi-Fi at home, which is why we kind of started a minute late. So, Mike, can you just kind of go back and start about halfway through what you just told us? And if we can't hear you, I'll um, I'll kind of give you the signal, and then I'll, I'll fill in some of the blanks. Um, what was what was like the last thing you heard? Uh, it's in the middle of the city. Okay. Yeah, so it's in the middle of the city, but there's a pretty thick settlement of trees between the campground and the city. So when you're in the camp, it's like you're not even not even by the city at all. Um, it's like its own little entity. Mike, can't hear you again, buddy. Um, so I'll I'll try and fill in part of that blank for you, and then then I'll come in and ask you one of the questions just so that you can, um, so you can get your piece in. So Camp Faithful is in the middle of Southington. And as you drive in, you kind of just it pops out of nowhere. As you can see, Mike is trying to get a better uh, location in his home. Um, and typical single guy, there's like nothing in his whole apartment. So <laughs> Southington is just uh, a big city or kind of a medium-sized city for Connecticut. And as, as you come in, it's surrounded by trees. And at least the research that I've done on Camp Faithful, you guys have uh, a, a few minutes away, there's a, a water park. You guys have a pool. There's a, a, a ball field, I believe. Um, is, that, is that correct, Mike? Yeah. Um, so we're pretty close to Lake Compounds, uh, which is just like, your everyday amusement park, it's water park, roller coasters, and all of that. Um, we also have an in-ground pool. We have a volleyball court. We have a basketball court, and a pretty pretty decent sized field. You can play softball or soccer or football. And there, when you're playing these things, um, it, there's plenty of space. You won't feel like you're crowded or cramped or anything like that. So it's really good. We also have um, special youth cabins for any youth camp event, with, whether it's Camp Faithful or any other church that wants to rent the campgrounds. Mm -hmm. We also have um, cottages that are year-round that you can rent or purchase. We also have some that are just for the summer that you can rent for a week or two or three or however long you want. So there's really it's a really great camp. There's a lot to do there. Um, and if you get bored there, which doesn't happen very often, there's a lot to do around the camp. So you won't have to travel far to find something to do while you're there. That's cool. It's important to have, especially in today's uh, society, I think, Mike. Uh, I mean, I'm not someone who's grown up doing camp ministry. In fact, I, I have yet to go to a camp other than a couple times going to um, you know, something for a couple days or whatnot. But it's important to have a lot of these different amenities that a lot of us are used to now, uh, where back in the beginning of the denomination, where people would come together um, at these camp meetings, uh, they'd be centered around the Bible and, and, and days-long study of God's Word and the proclamation and uh, of the second coming of Christ and all that really interesting stuff. Um, but now, uh, I mean, if I go bring my kids to a camp, 
so, you know, the expectation is different than it was 50, 60, 70 years ago. Mike, I, I was kind of wondering, and, and if you don't have the answer offhand, maybe we can share it later um, in the comments portion. But you mentioned uh, purchasing cabins. You mentioned um, renting cabins either for churches or, or family use. Do you have a, is there a website that we could use to, to find that information out? Or is that called, you know, that information is only available uh, upon request or how does that work out? Um, it, the information might be on the website. It's campfaithful.com. Um, but if it's not, there's a email to contact if you're interested in renting the campground or cottage or anything like that. Uh, that will be on the website. Okay, great. Um, so what is your role in the camp? Um, so technically right now my role is the assistant director of the youth camp. Um, I'm on the board for the youth committee. And I've kind of, like I said earlier, I don't know if I cut out when I was saying it, but um, I kind of worked my way through the ranks. So obviously I started off as a camper when I was eight years old in th third grade. And then pr pretty much right away I knew, hey, I'll, someday when I'm old enough, I want to be a counselor. And maybe if the time comes and they need someone, I would like to be director. That would be cool too. But I really want to be a counselor because the counselors I had had such an impact on my life. But it's funny because I was a CIT for two years and I was actually a counselor for only one year before I started to take on this role as assistant director, um, which I started last year. So the Edmund Christian General Conference has been working with us last year, this year, and then the plan is one more year next year to kind of help us kind of regroup and get, get going in the right direction. So last year I worked with Matt Larkin, this year, I'm working with Greg Twitchell, who is the superintendent of the Eastern Region, um, kind of sitting under their wings and seeing how they do things and what works and what doesn't. So next year, I'll be given a lot more responsibility than I have now. Um, but I already do have a lot, a lot of planning, taking care of a lot of the paperwork and advertising and all. So pretty much anything I would be doing anyways and it's more convenient since I'm closer. But um, by next year, I'll be carrying the full, pretty much the full weight with some help from the from the region. That's neat. It, it, just to see uh, some other people from outside of Camp Faithful be able to help you guys out. Uh, and I know you've asked some other people that I know. You've asked me to help out. And uh, unfortunately, just scheduling conflicts haven't been able to work that out. But seeing how uh, either it be ACGC or the region um, to help get the camp back up off, uh, uh, you know, back on its feet and kind of get things going in a uh, positive direction is really exciting. I'm really, I love, and I've shared this with you before. Uh, I mean, I don't know one camp from another camp. I don't know anything, uh, but it's always exciting to hear things starting to be turned around. So, you know, and I know you and I have talked about how there was kind of a low for a little bit, um, and to now see things pick up and kind of see how God works in those situations and 
you know, uh, going back to Ezekiel, you know, can there be uh, life in these dry bones? And it seems that God is, um, I talk a lot about revitalizing churches. That's, that's something that I get really jacked up about. Um, but God doesn't only revitalize churches, but um, he revitalizes different uh, parachurch organizations. Why? Because uh, the church is the, the body of Christ. So, um, I'm super excited for what's going to happen. Hey, what kind of amenities? Uh, so th- you said there's a, or I said there's a pool. Um, are there other things outside of a pool and a ball field that you guys have? Yeah. So other than like recreational things, we have a tabernacle uh, that fits 150 people. Um, and just a few feet away from there, we have a sanctuary. Um, that fits, I believe, 450 people, um, th- and that's just seats. Wow. So if it's full and people are standing, um, there's there's room for a lot more than 450. Um, and it's neat because I, I was looking at some pictures earlier today and talking to um, one of the guys that lives there, and it used to just be a tent. Um, so everywhere you go, wherever there's a building, pretty much it used to be a tent. Uh, and then we kind of just worked our way up to house or not houses, but cottages and this big sanctuary and two floor tabernacle. So we have that. Um, we also have like nurses station. We have a pretty, pretty new dining hall. Um, I'm not sure when, but I know it was replaced due to it burning, burning down a while ago, mm-hmm. but it's uh, pretty updated. Um, so yeah, we just have a lot of the buildings, and it's nice to just walk around. It's kind of like a going back in time almost, um, just because the buildings were built so long ago. There's a lot of detail that modern buildings don't have. Um, mm. It's kind of cool to see. You can see the like ideology that the people had at the time that they weren't really going to be around for much longer when you look at these places, which is unfortunate for us because the camp was around for much longer, so... <laughs> Now, now we have a lot of work to do, but um, you don't, for the most part, when you walk around, you don't look at things and see like, oh, this place is a dump. Why would I want to go here? It's kind of like, wow, I, f- I feel like it's eight, the late 1800s at camp meeting. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool place to be. Wow, that's really neat. Uh, and one thing I think that gets lost in everything in our modern modern society and even modern evangelicalism is that we feel, hey, you know, I need to be served all the time. And, you know, what what's in it for me? And like I said, the expectation now, as I said earlier, the expectation now is a lot different than the expectation it was 50 years ago. That doesn't that's not always a good thing. Right. I think oftentimes mm-hmm. we have a higher like level for quality that we want. But essentially, there's something we said to just be still, right? To be still and mm-hmm. be in a place that we're out of our everyday life. We're out of our, the home. We're out of our local church. And for pastors like us, where sometimes we get, you know, so caught up in the daily and weekly grind of serving um, people that we forget to really spend time with the Lord and spend time with the Lord with our families. So opportunities mm-hmm. like what you're talking about with Camp Faithful really seem like they are an opportunity to know God more in that stillness and being away from our daily lives, our daily grind, as I like to call it. Hey, 
uh, as we're closing up, I'd like to know what are some needs that you guys have that if someone's listening right now or is watching us would say, hey, how can I be involved in, in Camp Faithful? Um, if people are like me, I don't want to just go to something and be served. I like doing. So what are some ways that people mm. like me um, can, can be involved at Camp Faithful? Uh, well, there, there are a lot of needs. Um, I think, I think firstly, uh, prayer. Um, so come these past two past few years, especially, uh, at least from myself, they have been saturated in prayer and I've, I've noticed good things happening. So all of the prayers we can get are very muchly appreciated. Mm-hmm. But, um, so one of the, one of the, troubles i guess you could say that camp faithful has been having is just that there's so much work and not enough hands to do it um for whatever reason i know a lot of people have started building their own families so or pursuing their careers or whatnot so they don't have as much time to come um there's a lot of work to do because because we're surrounded by so many trees there's always plenty of leaves to be raked up um if you have any trades skills, um, like I said about the buildings, they weren't really built to last. There's always work done to repair them. That is always appreciated. Um, sometimes there are plumbing issues, um, things like that. Um, you can contact, there's an email on the website that you can contact if you have any questions. I know on the Facebook page, we're being very active saying how you can pray for us if you're available when you can come or what you can do or what, what needs to be done. Um, a lot of cleaning. So just cleaning out the youth cabins is something that needs to be done for the, for the week, which is coming up, um, August 30th to, I mean, July 30th to August 6th. Sorry. Um, so I was gonna say, up, you have some kids showing up a little late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just cleaning out the bathrooms, cleaning out the youth cabins, making sure there aren't leaves all over the place. Um, just things like that, kind of miss, miss things for now. But if we can get enough people in advance, we could probably work on some bigger projects um, with the buildings, which would be amazing to get done. Nice. Well, thanks, Mikey. I really appreciate uh, you spending time with us. And uh, for anybody who is still watching, uh, our goal is to have many interviews like this. And a couple of us that are contributors at the Advent Christian Voices are going to be hosting some dialogue about different theological topics that are um, that are particularly interesting to Advent Christians, but maybe things that would be interesting um, to just your everyday evangelical Christian. Um, So stay tuned for those updates. We're working on schedules and, and putting things on. So um, if you would like to be interviewed by us, maybe you, like Mikey, are looking for help or like to advertise your camp, uh, please feel free to contact uh, the Everett Christian Voices Facebook page, and we will get back to you uh, as soon as we can. Uh, thanks, Mikey, and, and God bless. Yeah, thank you.